Hello everyone, welcome to Darren Matthews and Sometimes Friends, a podcast where I speak to people much more interesting than myself. Please enjoy. Welcome back everyone to this episode of Darren Matthews and Sometimes Friends. I am joined by a very talented man. Uh, we're socially distancing to record this. He's uh, in fact on a different landmass. I'm joined today by the fantastic stand-up comedian and uh, historical enthusiast, Mr. Bruce Fumi. Bruce, hello. Hello. I'm behind you. I'm in your kitchen. Can you hear me over there? <coughs> All right. During the COVID times, Bruce is just trying to panic me. That's good. How are you? <laughs> Bruce, you are you're currently trapped in the landmass known as Scotland. What part of it? What part of Scotland are you in at the minute? Uh, so I'm I'm prepared. Uh, I live in a wee village called Blackford. Have you seen the Highland Spring water? Yes. Right. That's that village. It's that village. Um, and, and and everyone in Scotland knows it because it's right on the, the A9 that goes from kind of Stirling up to Inverness. And uh, there's a big factory and everyone, and everyone in Scotland knows it. Although when you go down south in London and places like that and you say Highland Spring, they're like, never heard of it. I say it's where we make the Highland Spring bottled water. I suppose that means when you drink tap water, it's just like drinking Highland Spring water. <laughs> and I say, no, it means when you drink a bottle of Highland Spring water, I've probably pissed in it first, right? Now, they don't like that. They don't like that. Uh, but what a great village in Perthshire. It's a wee village in Perthshire. I'm just imagining yeah. now a village with, nice with, a, with, a, with a giant tap and a wee guy with a bottle. Just go on, here's one. Here's one. Yeah. <laughs> Send that to London. Yeah, that, Tell them Bruce pissed that, in it. That's it. A, a, a bunch of tents and lorries going up and down the street. Aye. Aye. Aye, well, so, they have a bugbear, actually. The, the lorries that come up and down. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it's, anyway, it's only a wee village. I'm sure, I'm sure the roads aren't probably designed exactly. for a couple of fucking 40-footers. The hooses shake when they, when they pass. But anyway, listen, your listeners... I, I, are they over your way? I take it. Are your or they? They'll be global, wouldn't they? My listeners are diverse and global. Yes, thank you very much. Well, they, they, but they don't give a shit about my house rattling when the lorries go by. So okay. let's move on. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I used to have that when I was a kid, and the helicopters would fly over. You know what I mean? Ah, I, I, to, to, I mean, to this day, I could still sleep if. There was something very loud outside. Do you know what I mean? The whole house used to uh, So uh, uh, yes, I'm from uh, I'm from a little village called Bestbrook, which is in Armagh. So down near yeah. the small city of Newry is where I'm from. So right. Oh uh, yeah, I've heard I've heard that in the telly, or well, not so much now, but back in the back in the seventies and eighties, it was it was very popular in the telly. On the six o'clock news, often. <laughs> it, it was the style at the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, Bruce, I have you on as well because you you are a stand up like myself. So always good uh, to get chatting to someone else mm. who's in the arts, darling. And um, yeah. also, you run a fantastic. I I got I got in, in touch with you because I am a fan of your YouTube channel. But you have a, a website, and whenever the world's not fucked, you 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 know you show people around Scotland, and you you're clearly very proud of the place. And you, love a, you love a bit of history, so. Tell me Obviously, more. yeah. How did you get started on this? Right. The, the stand-up comedy or the history or... Well, I mean, um, we're going to do... Well, say stand-up because I'm, I'm guessing one led into the other. Well, yes, I... Um, so, I my first job was as a physics teacher, right? 
Um, I uh, basically it was the only thing I never failed at school. And I left school and I didn't know what to do. And um, I thought, I better go and do that. And um, I, so I became a physics teacher. And uh, I was a very popular physics teacher. Um, in fact, the, in my first school that I worked in, the fifth form girls voted me, the teacher most likely, to settle out a court. I was, uh, I was very proud. And um, so I did that, and then uh, some a company, Scottish Amicable Insurance Company, set up a computer-based training department. So physics teachers were the kind of people that they wanted, and I went and did that. And then uh, I kind of saw these guys with expensive accounts and company cars in sales. So I went into sales, and about fourteen years later, I thought, "This is shit. Why am I doing this?" Right? It was because I, I had I, my first child came along, and I was just chasing money. And so I get to, I'm, I'm like 39, and I see 40 approaching, and you know you're going to die at 40, because that's what happens, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And I thought, what do you want to do with your life? I actually, no, I, I listened to a motivational tape, um, and uh, the, the guy in the motivational tape said, if you want to know what you should do with the rest of your life, ask yourself the question, what would you do if you knew you were going to be perfectly healthy for the next six months and then you were going to drop down dead. No, but that's what you should do. Where would you go? Who would you live with? What would you do with your time if you had to work? That's what you should do with the rest of your life. And quick as a flash, I said it'd be a stand-up comic. And do you know this? Exactly six months to the day after listening to that tape, I walked on stage at the Stand Comedy Club in Edinburgh, and sure enough, I died. It was um, it was an awful, awful, awful experience. But little by little, you know, you kind of, you know, you, you, you know yourself. You start doing the open spots, and then, yeah. you know, bit by bit by bit. <clears throat> and um, I did a show at the Edinburgh Fringe at, at the time. The f- my first show at the Edinburgh Fringe was about physics. It was about the history of physics. And I called it the Greek, the Apple, and the time machine, right? Because I thought people would see this the, the clever link between Aristotle, Newton, and Einstein, right? But people just said, Bruce, I knew you were black. I had no idea you were Greek. And so <laughs> it was a waste of time, right? And, um, the, but I did that show. And then Chortle, the comedy website, I got a nice review from them. And they, but they said, the only question is, can you do this with a different subject? I thought, oh, what am I going to do? And I was at the Burns. Um, and uh, so the next year I did a show about Tamashanta, the famous Robert Burns. I was going to say, would you probably point out that when you say you're in the Burns, you mean the poet Robbie Burns? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the, um, well, although, although my Chinese pal did twist my arm. Oh, um, come on! The, <laughs> He's kicking um, off already. <laughs> so, I so I did that, and it sold out, right? And not only that, I got a gig in Belfast. Right? <laughs> there was um, some because you know when you have you done the fringe? Oh yeah, yeah. I've uh, I haven't been able to afford to go. It's great. <laughs> well. It's great for me, like it's an eight pound return train journey for me, right? And you've got these people, 
you know, you go to it's like Australia or whatever, and you go, oh, my ambition is to go and do Edinburgh. And you're like, ah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I, I could cycle there. Yeah. Well, I mean? I'm a big fat guy, but um, I could take the bike on the train. I could do that. And um, the, the, so, yeah. Well, you know yourself how difficult it is to get anyone to come and watch you, right? Promoters to kind of take your show because everyone thinks that they're going to, uh, you know, they're going to be uh, recognized and their show will be taken on an international tour and blah, blah, blah. So you write to people to go, oh, come and see my show. And of course, nobody does. <laughs> and, but somebody that's actually came to see the Thomas Chanter show. It wasn't until later, the guy after the show came and spoke to me, and he was from Belfast and uh, from some little festival that they ran. And uh, I, I, they, they flew me over to Belfast to do uh, a show in a place called The Black Box in Belfast. And um, I was on the radio and uh, all that kind of thing, right? And here in Scotland, nobody gave a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gave but a I'm, shit about I'm, one of the most famous poems in Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 for an afternoon, I was big in Belfast. Do you know what I mean? Um, Congratulations. So, there you go. I, anyway, the point is, I kind of thought, oh, that's sold out. That's interesting. So I, the, the following year, I did a show about the Jacobites. And then a year after that, one about Robert the Bruce. And then, you know, then I became the, the kind of guy that, uh, uh, explain Scottish history through the medium of knob jokes. Do you know what I mean? Okay. And uh, I've been kind of trying to do that ever since. Was that even something further back you developed, like from the teaching? Basically, how do I teach kids while also making it some way interesting or funny? Because, you know, I had teachers in school that would try and make things a bit more crack than... And then I had other yeah, teachers yeah. that were like, open your book to this and shut the fuck up. And you're like, all right. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Nowhere for, that's nowhere for none to speak, but all right. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> but take that condom out your mouth, Alan. And uh, the, no, but I think it's, it's in you. Do you know what I mean? It's, if, if you're the kind of person that, you know, has a laugh to get through the day, then whether you're a teacher, a butcher, a baker, or a candlestick maker, you're going to do that, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? It's going to be part. So, and when I started teaching, I was 21. And, like, I was teaching kids that were, like, 16, 17. You know what I mean? And most, most of the teachers were, like, I, I was in the age group. I played rugby with some of the guys that I was teaching. You know what I mean? And, in fact, some of them are still, I think one of them have been uh, uh, two of his weddings and three of his stag nights. Do you know what I mean? And, <laughs> <laughs> so we're, you know what I mean. I'm still pals with some of them. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that kind of sets the the pattern, doesn't it? You know yeah. what I mean? From that, from the those shows about where you you went from physics into history, and then you did the show about about Burns and Thomas Shatter. Mm. Was that the kind of kickoff of the idea to say, well, like, why don't I make uh, uh, some nice videos about about Scotland? I mean. No, no, right. So <clears throat> I did that for so for years. I did shows in my fringe about Scottish history, uh, largely, and some were relatively successful. Uh, some, no, they were. They, they all tended to make money. And uh, a few years back, I did one uh, called Macbeth without the Shakespeare bollocks. 
right? So it was all about the actual uh, yep. king. Because I always tried to research my shows, do you know what I mean? So that whilst I might, <clears throat> I might put in an ob joke, the wee bit of history in between tended to be accurate, do you know what I mean? And um, so, so I found out all about Macbeth. And because uh, you're always looking for things that people are going to hear about, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you can put on a, a show, it might be your best show ever, but if nobody's interested in the subject, then it doesn't matter, do you know what I mean? So, uh, I did one about Macbeth, and then I thought, you know, I could because there's so much bollocks talked about because as soon as you say Macbeth, people think it's the play, right? Which is just a load of lies, right? And uh, oh, Macbeth, he's a guy that stopped. No, also a very popular. Also, for any of our theatre listeners, it's it's the Scottish play because of the the curse of Macbeth. We're not we're apparently in the theatre. You're not allowed to say Macbeth. There's a thing. They call it the Scottish play, right? Now it was a play written by England's greatest playwright for the new English king. It was written for James the Sixth of Scotland when he became James the First of England. So it was written by England's greatest playwrights by uh, for England's new king about how one of his ancestors had gone with an English army to overthrow the last Celtic king of Scotland. And they call it the Scottish play. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> How's that the Scottish play? Can I, also raise I mean? a po- can I also raise a point that any recorded version of Macbeth or the version that I saw in a theatre, they call it the Scottish play, but every time you see it performed anywhere or any of the movie versions, it's always some dick with an English accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, do you know what the, did you see the one with Michael Fassbender um, that they brought out a few, uh, a few years ago now? Yes, I have actually. Uh, it was really good. I, I I thought that was really good, yeah. and you know the the visuals and it, I I was I was really chuffed. Although I don't think that would have got again. It's like it's quite a niche thing, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Um, you know where people go and see Legally Blonde. <laughs> Like, you know you could merge the two, do you know what I mean? Legally Blonde and uh, and Macbeth, or maybe Othello would be better. For the merge Othello and Legally Blonde, do you know what I mean? Right? Or what's, what was the thing when the two black guys dressed up as white women? White, white um, chicks. Yeah. White chicks, there you go. White <laughs> chicks meets Othello, right? Oh, Jesus. But, yeah. Uh, what what was your whenever you decided to do that? So you you performed the show about Macbeth, as you say, whenever you decided so, to start making the videos. Yeah, what was the first video? No, so How do you pick? I did I did the thing about Macbeth, and I thought, do you know what? Because you 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 meet with so many people that come with perceptions because of that play, and I thought I could actually take people. I can take people to Dunstan and Hill. I can take people, I can drive them from Burnham Wood to Dunson and Hill and show them and say, do you really think people carry the forest that, do you know what I mean? <laughs> right? I tell you what, you get to the car and walk, you don't even have to carry a tree and you tell me if you think that's real. Uh, I could take them to Schoon where Macbeth was inaugurated because Scottish kings weren't crowned. They were seated in the stone of Schoon, the stone of destiny, do you know what I mean? Is, it, is that uh, the one that's in uh, Westminster now? 
No, it's not. It's, it's here. They got it back. We've got it. Yeah, we got it back in uh, uh, 1996. Uh, they brought it back, and John Major's government. I think it was the kind of the conservatives we are trying to uh, get rid of uh, the independence movement. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I know, I know, I know. It was there was a plot to steal it. I know that happened <clears throat> in history as that well. Was in the 50s. Yeah, I in read the 50s, about that. Brilliant. Yeah, some Scottish students stole it, right? And then, it, but they got it back, right? Um, well, they say they got it back, right? Now, there's some people say we, they gave them back a fake. There's other it's people so say. <laughs> there's other people say that the the one that Edward the First of England, Edward Longshanks, you should have sound effects so that whenever I say Edward Longshanks <laughs> in the background, right? When uh, he came and stole it, there's some people that say that in actual fact it was given to the McDonald's uh, to look after, right? Although um, I'm not convinced of that because I've got a mate called Ian McDonald. He knows fuck all about it. And, <laughs> um, and I have tortured him. Do you know what I mean? Right? With, yeah. But, so, ask your dad. Just ask your dad. Maybe he knows. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. What about Uncle Charlie? He kens nobody, does he know? Do you know what I mean? He's bound to know. About it. <laughs> right? So, but the thing is, so I could take and now it's in it currently it's in Edinburgh Castle, right? And uh, and it's interesting because now I work as a tour guide, and sometimes you take people to Edinburgh Castle, and if you go into the wee room, they've got the Scottish Crown Jewels, and it's, it's, it's behind this glass case, right? And they've got the Crown Jewels, and they've got the 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 Leah Fail, right? The the, the Stone of Destiny, and um, the folk. You know, traits past, and it's quite interesting uh, because they look at the, the crown jewels and all that, and they don't realise the valuable thing is the stone. The priceless thing is the stone because you can make another crown. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But you can't replace that stone, and you've got all these kind of uh, you know American, Chinese, Indians traits and past. And when I, I've seen, when I try to explain to my group, they're like, no talking. <laughs> you have to just like get, move and get through. But don't, don't, don't tell them what's important. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, that's a bugbear of mine. So I'm from Perth. Schoon is just outside. You know what I mean? You can walk to Schoon easily uh, from Perth. Um, and uh, so they're, they're bringing it back. Uh, and, uh, well, in a few years' time, it's coming back. They're doing up the museum and stuff like that. So it's coming home to Perth very soon. Um, but the point is, I could take people and say, this is where you know Macbeth was inaugurated on the hill there at Schoon Palace, right? I can take you to where Macbeth was actually killed. Because you know what Dunson and Hill? The battle done in Hill in, in in the poem Macbeth's killed, but that battle happened. But Macbeth wasn't killed. He went on to reign for another three years after that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. But you see, this is the thing. Like Shakespeare's a twisted bastard, right? And uh, so I could take people to those places and go, "Here's what actually happened." Yeah. So I thought. So the following year at the Fringe, I did a tour bus, right? A little like nine seater. 
minivan and I, I hired them to drive people around and, and spent the whole day going around and telling them about the real Macbeth. And it was a complete disaster. <laughs> it, was, it was the first fringe event I lost money on. Do you know what I mean? Okay. And I thought, that sounds like a career for me. And uh, that's when I started doing the tour guide thing. Uh, when after I, I failed miserably at the Edinburgh Fringe. Because failing at the Edinburgh Fringe, losing money at the Edinburgh Fringe is normally a road forward to a fantastic career, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? What, um, what's mad is, like, I have, I have a lot of comedian friends here who go over and do Edinburgh every year, and they're just paying out the arse. And I was like, yep. well, I used to live in Australia, and even when I moved home from Australia, I still flew back to Australia to do the Fringe Festivals there. And I made more uh, money flying to Australia than the boys did going to Scotland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So, which, which ones did you do? Because I've done Perth and Adelaide. That's the, I, um, I did Perth, Adelaide, and then on a totally separate year, I did uh, Melbourne. So. Right. Okay. Yeah, but Melbourne's a bit more like Edinburgh, isn't it? It's a kind of it's, it's it's not on that. It's quite scale, but it's much tougher to to oh, make yeah. a, a the hard, it's, yeah. it's a harder sell. Um, Perth and Perth and Adelaide was great. Myself and uh, a good friend of mine, Sean Quinn who's actually from the little village I'm from as well. You know, small place where the two of us have ended up being stand-up comics, but he's just a guy that used to drink with my brother. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, myself yeah. and Sean did a, a show, basically, about two Irish comedians in Australia called The Good, The Bad, and The Sunburnt. So that was... Yeah, that would have sold them. I, 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 I flew, man. It was really, really good. And we, mm. we, got, a, we got a wee Irish pub that agreed to get us, so we had no, you know, no... Oh, vent, what, 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 was it in the corner opposite on James Street? Yeah, the crack. That's what we used. All right, I no, no, I've, I've been there. Yeah, well, you, you're there. you're probably on about you would have went to Rosie O'Grady's. It was a great venue as well, which is Rosie sadly, O'Grady's. Sadly, now closed. I, it's been bought out. Somebody else, so, hmm. That was a great pub. We we did pub. Uh, we did best of Scottish in there a couple of years. I did and I did a a thing there as well. I was there three years. That was a great pub. And the cracks just down the road, isn't it? In the same yeah. street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know who you are. That's, more modern kind of place. Yeah, well, I mean, you say modern, it's Perth, come on. <laughs> yeah, everything in Australia is modern, for fuck's sake. Yeah, that's true as well, yeah. Um, no, the, no it's, the decor is more, like, Rosie O'Grady's is much more kind of diddly, 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 do you know what I mean? You actually meet Irish people in there, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas do, do you that, know why? Because during the Fringe, they have a happy hour. I was in it many a day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, brilliant. I'm, I'm on five dollar pints before I'd go and do a show, so I'd have to, you know, get a bit lubed up and get merry and then yeah. tell some fucking yeah. jokes. So <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> I don't I, I, the, the one thing having a pint, getting lubed up sounds like something you do after after a pint in a cellar and not voluntarily. <laughs> I of course mean social lubricant, you know, to because uh, because obviously Irish people are all very shy. So we I um, know. We need we need the drink to to bring out our our normal personalities basically. So yeah, we're very, yeah, yeah. We're a very quiet, soft spoken uh, bunch. I, I know that. I know that because the thing is, like uh, the 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 Blarney Stone needs a catalyst, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Certain certainly don't you don't. Uh, you're talking about pissing in water. Don't ever kiss the Blarney Stone. There's definitely somebody's taking a slash on that. You know what oh, I mean? Oh my. Oh, that's, 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 that's one for the American tourists. Don't be doing it. Right. it. It is so. That's all closed. But what are you able to do? I mean, when you're trying to record in the current climate, you can't take groups out. 
you're are you able to travel within oh, Scotland? Is there a, a travel area or? No, no. Well, um, last my last gig, I think was the twenty eighth of February, twenty twenty, and uh, they said, right, uh, none of that. And I knew at that point that like, every tour, because I like do private tours and take like, do you know what I mean? Two, three, four, five, six people. <clears throat> but I knew that that would be it. The, the whole summer was canceled, every single trip. So I spent the whole summer on nothing. And um, that's when I decided, remember we were, you asked me <laughs> when I started making videos? That's when I started making videos because I knew I couldn't stand. Because the good thing about being a stand-up comic and being a tour guide is you've got two sources of income. And if one source of income doesn't, then you've still got the other source of income. And, you know, you're not going to lose both those jobs at the same time. That's the beauty of it, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So it turns out in March 2020, nobody wanted either stand-up comics or tour guides. And... Uh, that's when I thought, well, I can make a video myself and do a virtual kind of tour. And um, so, yeah, I've been trying to make... Uh, originally, I started off, it was going to be one a week, but it's kind of become two a week um, since uh, since April, really. Do you know what I mean? So, I uh, and it's good because you... Well, I mean, that's that's Sorry. a lot. That's a lot of research and a lot of travel for yourself as well. So, I mean, this, this is your full-time job, oh, now, isn't it? yeah. It is, it is, and um, but I mean, it doesn't really pay for itself. I'm, I'm now at a stage where I think you, most of your costs are covered, so long you don't venture too far from home. If you need an overnight stay, then like I did one up about the Highland Clearances up in Sutherland, and um, you know it's like about ninety quid in fuel just to go up there and back, and then you got, had two overnight stays. So God knows when that video will ever pay for itself. You'll need a shitload of adverts. <laughs> <laughs> my grandkids will, my grandkids will be watching. <laughs> keep watching, Granddad, <laughs> because it needs to pay for itself. Do you know what I mean? Um, it'll be like, it'll be like American television, just a fucking advert every minute and a half. I'll finish the video. Yeah. You know. It's true. The thing is, because you can when you when you click to see allow adverts. YouTube puts adverts on, but you have to then go on and edit it to go to reduce the number of other people would go crazy. They wouldn't watch through to, you know what I mean? Because you can have a, like a ten minute thing and it's got three advert breaks in it. So I, I I tend to try and just have one if I've got a longer one. You know, sometimes because I try and make the videos ten minutes. Yeah. Because um, ten minutes is enough because I'm a boring bastard and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't get my wife to listen to me for 10 minutes. What are the chances of getting some stranger to do it? And um, so I try and make them 10 minutes, but sometimes you just can't fit the story into 10 minutes. You know what I mean? And I think the longest one I did was 18 minutes. So if you've got a longer one, I might, you know, you could have a couple of advert breaks. You know what I mean? But if it's 10 minutes, one advert break, I think, is, is plenty, you know? Um, also, people have a very short attention span these days, which is why you know you, you when you do a when you do a set. So I mean, even even when we had live stand up, you'll have somebody your openers doing five minutes, then you'll have mm. a couple of supports, guy does twenty, guy does ten in the middle, and even a headliner who are usually brilliant comics are just like 
don't mm. be up for more than a half hour. They'll get fucking bored of you. They're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Totally uh, and, and it's getting worse as the generations go on. Um, and But that's the thing is, it's quite interesting. Because I always assumed that my, my audience, you know what I mean, the people that would watch these videos, are, it would tend to be older and initially um, you know because you look at on YouTube you can see the stats of the age and yep. location and blah 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 and it started off being like uh, you know over 65s and it's gradually kind of spread out so now I've got people from 18 right through till death uh, watching my videos, you know what I mean? And which kind of surprised me. Uh, if you trust the YouTube stats, because I didn't expect younger people to be that interested, partly because of the attention span thing, because it's just, it's just me talking and I try and take people to interesting places and have some nice scenery or a nice castle and go, this is this is what happened here. And, um, but even at that, younger people need kind of flashing lights and things changing and all that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? So it's, it's nice that younger people do. And I've got some people, like a guy contact and he sits and watches them with his son. And you're like, yeah. oh, that's, that's nice. And I've had, I've had some lovely, like, um, this woman in America who who desperately wants to come to Scotland, but she's now of an age and she can't travel. And my videos are her way of, you know, I nearly burst out. I oh I was honestly I was I, I was nearly greeting. I was I was like you know that you know your lip was yeah. quavering that, do you know what I mean? And um I got a, an email once, I did one about um John Logie Bear, the guy that invented television. And a couple of days later I got an email from his son in Canada who lives in Canada said, oh, I watched your video about my dad and I was so delighted to see me walking around Helensburg where he came from and I remember that and blah, blah, and you've got it, you know, you're really accurate and blah, 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 blah. And I was so chuffed to get a wee email like that. So you get little, uh, nice little boosts like that, whether it's, um, whether it's pride or pathos, one of the two, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, let, let's just do... Um... A wee bit of the list. So obviously Scotland. I, I've been over there quite a few times. Some of my good my good mates are who I actually met here and was over uh -huh. there. I was over at a, a, a wedding there a couple of years ago. They got married in the lovely village of Ballater, which was fucking gorgeous, oh, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And um so I was over there and we had a we had a wedding reception in a, an old barn that was converted into a, a lovely, you know, like one of those old 17th century barns. Or like now it's a wedding venue. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the place. It's it's a it's it's a it's a venue. The Ku Cathedral. It's like, eh? It's called the Ku Cathedral. Oh, right. Okay, that's not what I thought it was then, right? Okay, they've got a like a music and theatre comedy venue up there that's in a barn. Oh, nice. um, right, but it's not. It's not right. Um, well, here. Okay. Um, well, I mean, look. If you can't get planning permission for a new thing, you might as well. You know why? Sure, sure. Animals used to shit in there, but it's going to be twenty quid to get in. Let's go. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but listen, some of the stuff you'll see in there will be shit anyway. You know? Yeah, right? that's true. <laughs> it's a continuation. You know? Aye, but one of, one of the things that happened there, um, which I was absolutely chuffed about, 
because I'd had a little pints and because the crack was great was instead of over here in Ireland, you'll have, you know, the usual band plays first dance. And then there'll be when everyone's blocked and drunk, there is a, a DJ yeah. provided at the Scottish wedding. There was a Keely and my God, yeah. I haven't had as much fun in fucking years. Yeah. Cause they're like, Cause we're going to teach thing. you the dance in 20 seconds. Ready? Here we go. Yeah. And then we're going to play it for six minutes. <laughs> You're like, Whoa, what? Yeah. Yeah, no, but this is now. See, when you're at school, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, right? At school in December, right? You do PE, right? You learn to play rugby or football or um, you know whatever you do, and then in December that stops, and you learn how to dance, right? And you do you learn how to do all these dances. So when it gets to the Christmas party, you can do the dances, right? So see when the band go, we're going to teach you how to, in 20 seconds. That's for all the fuck nuggets that didn't pay attention at school. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because like, I, yeah, I remember this one, right? Okay, and you can do that. Um, but, you know, all the people that, you know, sk- skipped school for the dance, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, and of course, for, for visitors as well, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but that's the beauty of it, is that when you're at school, people are kind of, oh, they hate that. Especially, you know, because what they do is they line all the girls up against one wall and they line all the boys up against the other wall in the gym hall and the right boys go and pick a girl. Do you know what I mean? And it's just, if you're an insecure, mixed-race fat kid, <laughs> do you, know <laughs> you know you're going to get a knockback. Do you know what I yeah. mean? No, no, leave me, leave me, leave me, right? And I used to just wait until all the girls had been picked, right? Because I'd rather have an ugly bird than a knockback. Do you know what I mean? And um, uh, so, yeah, and everyone used to hate it at the time. But then you go to a wedding and, oh, that's what that was for. Not realizing, hey, I know you're embarrassed right now, but we're actually going to teach you social skills. So don't panic, okay? It's it's going to be fine. Yeah. Teach you how to be a fucking real person. You're not a serial killer standing in the corner, okay? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hey, by the way, you, John, don't you, you'll get taught it 20 seconds before you dance later, right? You just sit there. Well, I mean that 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 brings me in lovely to the you you talk about learning Keely dancing at school. I learned I learned Keely dancing when I went to the Guildhall, which is the Irish speaking area of Donegal, where we go sometimes yeah. we go for a few weeks in the summer to improve your your Irish, which mine is still terrible. But um, that's mm-hmm. something we do in school, and, and one of the things is we have the the Keely bug, which is the the little Keely, and the first week when you're still learning. And then at the end of the uh-huh. unit, two or three weeks, you'll have the Keely Moore, which is the big dance. And we do that. I so know. By that by that point, you should have known all your bits and bobs. But yeah. so we teach you that in school in Scotland. One of the things I wanted to tell you or to tell you about as well is because we don't do it over here. How much Scottish history do you teach kids in Scottish schools? Do you know, I think it's better now, but I'm 56. Do you know what I mean? So you know, I'll be dead soon. I might not last to the end of this podcast, I'll be honest. I'm also 20 stones. So, do you know what I mean? The chances of me getting through this COVID crisis are pretty slim. Yeah. Um, the, so, often, people comment on my videos and go, do you know, it's so brilliant because we never got taught this at school. We got taught British history, hmm. which you know is English. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, 
because of course, when we grown up in the sixties, right? They wanted to, I suppose, particularly that post-war kind of thing. They, they they wanted to get rid of ideas, and they've done it quite successfully to kind of get rid of all the ideas of cultural <clears throat> identity. You're British, you know what I mean? And so, and that's that's part of what a colonising uh, power does, isn't it? Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? take away your language, take away your culture and all that, because this sounds a bit political. Um, but there's, so there's a lot of people that kind of say, oh, we're so grateful that you're telling us in a, in a uh, you know, with a spoonful of sugar, you're giving us all the history that we didn't get at school. But I think it's better now. Like they do, the, the Scottish Wars of Independence is part of the curriculum. Although the thing is, everything's political now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Um, and I think some teachers might try and avoid it because just because of the whole politics thing. And uh, I think Mary Queen of Scots is involved is in there in the curriculum as well. So uh, I think things are better than they used to be uh, when we were kids. Um, yeah, but I do remember getting told about uh, William Wallace and Robert the Bruce when I was at primary school. And I think it was a time, because when we did the burns, because in every January, that's the thing. When I was at school, you used to get scolded for speaking Scots, right? Speak English. Sounds stupid. Yeah? And, you, you know, and then so you every get, January for burns. <laughs> every January, then you're like, no, no, we're going to change now. You're like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Make your mind up. <laughs> No, we're going to see who's best at speaking. But I was good last year, and you made me stop. I was brilliant at Scots before I met you. <laughs> so, and so I think I might have this wrong because it, it's fifty years ago, right? Or maybe not fifty years ago, but you know, it's not far off. And I, I, in my mind, I've got that we learned about William Wallace and Robert Bruce, and then we had to. Um, see who was best at performing Scots with hate, the Burns poem, do you know what I mean? Uh, Robert the Bruce's Great Call of Battle at Blackburn. And I, and I think I, I must have gone home a nationalist after that, do you know what I mean? Because like my granny was from York, right? And I remember, I remember as a kid, man, he's saying, stop talking like that, it upsets your granny, do you know what I mean? And I was a nationalist and a unionist house, and I didn't even ken it, do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> So, but the point is that I think in that era, th there was that, because it was before the kind of rise of the idea of, the idea of Scottish independence was a kind of fringe issue, I think, you know, and nobody ever thought it, it would ever happen, apart from a few kind of nutters who were dedicated to the, that particular cause. And now you kind of, it almost feels inevitable, you know what I mean? It's strange. We have this weird thing here in uh, Northern Ireland, and I want to ask you because one of my mates is from Aberdeen, and she said this this definitely does exist. So in Scotland, you will have your, as you say, your Scottish nationalists, and then you have your unionists. Yeah. And the, the the only thing that they can agree on, whether you want to be Scottish or British, the only thing they can agree on is that you definitely don't want to be English. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. over here, even yeah. unionist, you know, uh, Br British people that live in Northern Ireland. They're like, oh, I'm British. So does that mean you want to be English? Fuck off you, would you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. But it's also, do you know what you find so out confusing. also? The fact, yeah. 
in the black and Asian community down south as well, they would see themselves as British seems to be a, a and it's, but it's not just that, I suppose it's what you're allowed to be. Do you know what I mean? Like if, if English people will allow you to be, to black and Asian people to be English, will allow you to be British, you know what I mean? And I, I guess it's the same for the Celtic French, you know what I mean? But we, you know what I mean, typically, because nobody wants, well, no, it's not nobody. It's, it's interesting um, why people give their allegiance to a particular, you know, form of, like my dad uh, would be quite a formal, he's from Ghana in West Africa, do you know what I mean? But he'd be quite kind of, um, I mean, it's a good time, Charlie, do you know what I mean? But he still had a kind of air of formal respectability, kind of, do you know what I mean? And so the British probably have a more, they probably have a more positive attitude to Britain than should rightfully be the case. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so here you, you've got Scottish people who kind of want to be British, and or some people would even be English, and I and I can't understand why. Uh, but you've also got English people that have come settled down in Scotland that are you know members of the SNP that, that run you know branches of the SNP and you know stuff like that. So people give allegiance you know uh, in different ways and for different reasons, and uh, I'm I'm sure it'd be an interesting uh, thing to delve into. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a, it's definitely an interesting conversation to have because I've had that with friends of mine who are unionists and I'm, I'm like, so explain this dynamic to me, you know, that kind of thing, because I'm, I'm kind of unashamedly, you know, I've traveled the world and well, I, I mean, I have jokes about this. I have material about this, you know, I've done gigs uh -huh. in uh, like Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. And I said, I said stuff like, you know, I'm from Ireland. I was like, I'm here in Malaysia, thousands of miles apart. I says, but I think, you know, Believe it or not, we've we've had a lot of similarities in our lifetimes, you know, mostly the Brits. Uh, so, and yeah, yeah, the, fucking, yeah, yeah. the fucking riff comes off because they're like, yeah, he knows, yeah. he knows. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And like, oh, no, we were a force for good. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, growing up as a mixed race kid, being Scottish or, you know, I suppose in those days British, but Scottish. Do you know what I mean? I remember the one time I kind of felt the need to be British, right? And it was in Ghana. And there's a reggae artist from, uh, from an Ivory Coast called Alpha Blondie. And he was playing in the National Stadium in Ghana. And I was over visiting uh, with my cousins. And um, we were going to this Alpha Blondie con uh, concert. And so you could be in the stands or you could be in the on the grass pitch. You know what I mean? Now we had the tickets for the grass pitch were had run out. So we had tickets for the stands. Uh, but we had one ticket for the grass pitch, but we all wanted to be in the grass pitch. You know what I mean? Right? And so what we what we did was like my cousin, he went through with his ticket, and then there's a railing, and he's trying to hand the ticket through the gate for the next person to then go through with the ticket and then, right? Yeah. And of course, there's loads of people, right? This isn't like queuing, like the orderly queues like they have here, <laughs> right? And you've got 
these police that have got these leather, these thick leather things, and they're beating people back. And it's, you've seen it on the telly, right? Okay. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get my head and my hand through to get the ticket. And this policeman comes, he starts belting me with it. Right. And I'm like, and I, the thing is, and I'm like, do you can't do that. I'm British. <laughs> it's the only time. In my life, you could have thought a British passport might help. And the thing is, I was trying to nick something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's, the, mo- that's the most British thing ever, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, also, um, I'm pretty sure Ghana's been independent since like 1957, I think. <laughs> it's a pub quiz. So I think Ghana's been independent since about 1957. That's a pub quiz question. 56. That one? 56. 56. Ah, 6th of March. 6th oh, of March. What I got it wrong. But, oh fuck, that's brilliant! No, I, I'm always interested in sort of whenever whenever I'm in or talking to people from other countries and be like, "What are you actually allowed to know about your own place?" Because there's a lot of here in Ireland, there's a lot of independent reading. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm where I'm from in Armagh would have been. Uh, so basically, the term Armagh is like everything, and I'm sure you have this in Scotland as well. It's just an anglicised version of the local name. So mm-hmm. yeah. Armagh is uh, Ardwaha, which is Ard is a high place for anything. I know that. And uh, Maka was. I the, uh, oh yeah, well you probably speak fucking better Irish than I do by speaking Scots Gaelic. No, so. no, 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 Scots Gaelic, but they're, they're the same root language, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're they're, they're yeah. Celtic root language, but um, so Ardman man, Maka was a a Celtic goddess. So I'm just like, that's pretty cool. That's a, that's a cool name to have, you know. Mm-hmm. But then we have lots of we have lots of places that are kind of sound kind of lazy named you know where obviously when people were just asking oh where to meet you they would say oh the white hill so it's, mm-hmm. it's you yeah, know yeah. you can see it and that, yeah. that's stuck so that's and mullock bomb that's the the white hill so yeah we, we have that but it, it was all it came from the where there's a very funny piece of graffiti that went up in i think it's in belfast during the week and it's because there's a big campaign to get the street names with english and irish that's oh yeah within the local councils a lot of people do it um local councils will do it and say well you know, <clears throat> this does exist you should have it here and um uh, there was a bit of graffiti that went up and said uh, no irish street signs here and i was mm. like someone should probably tell them where the name of the street comes from it's very awkward you know you're like yeah <laughs> yeah no but that's the thing and it comes back to that sense of belonging and because that's what I was going to say, because Ghana's only existed, as you point out, for like, you know, 60 years. Yeah. And yet Ghanaians still have a sense of being Ghanaian. You know what I mean? Um, uh, in spite of the fact, so I'm, my, my dad's an Awe, right? So, um, and the Awe's, because the, the British and the French and the Germans, when they drew borders, you know, the straight lines, Yeah, it wasn't because so you get Aways in, in Ghana, in, in Asadami, in, sorry, in the Volta region, but you also get them in Togo, right? And that border region is like, you know, the, they, they drew a line. So you've got people on one side of the, 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 the border who speak Awe in English and people on another side of the border who speak Awe in, in French, yeah? And so and on Facebook, you see... Uh, Fumis, F-U-M-M-E-Y, like I spell it, and you know they're English-speaking Ghanaians. F-U-M-E-Y, they're French-speaking Togolese, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but they they have a sense of belonging, right? 
And it's like, you know, when, when the pecs seem to disappear very quickly, you know, when uh, the Scots, who were uh, Irish, I'm doing the, the inverted comma, because this yeah. is an audio thing, so you can't see me doing the... Actually, my fingers are really short and chubby, aren't they? <laughs> I, 56 years, and it took an air coat for me to realise just how... Because look at the size of my hands. It's not good for a podcast. I know this that, this is poor can... audio content. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, I, I'm deformed, actually. There's something hobbit-like about that. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And the pecs seem to disappear quite quickly. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and um, uh, that... I would have loved to have been, you know, to go back, you know, in time, you know, it'd be, oh, where would you go back to? Do you know what I mean? And I would like to just, because we don't have a lot of information because the Picts didn't leave a written record, Mm. but why did they, why did they disappear so quickly when they dominated, you know, what is now uh, Scotland north of the Fourth Clyde Isthmus? Do you know what I mean? Um... And what, how, how long did it take that evolution of sense of belonging from being Pictish or, or Scots, you know what I mean, from Dalryadan uh, Scots? Yeah. You know, how, I, I would like to see that, how that merger took place and watch, was there an independence uh, movement at the time? Do you know what I mean? Was Nicola Sturgeon on the telly talking about how many people had died from coronavirus and... I, I, that would be really intriguing, do you know what I mean? And I know I've wasted my opportunity to shoot Hitler, I know that, but I still, I want to know what happened, do you know what I yeah. mean? Do you, um, do you think as well where, I like to think back on something that I actually, one of the few historical things that I do stand up about is about basically the Roman Empire whenever they got to Ireland. So obviously they call this Hibernia, uh-huh. which you are the Hibernian, Hibernian is the, the football team in Edinburgh now. Uh, where they basically got to what is now Scotland and went with they you know are you doing one of your videos where they wandered a bit far north and went oh Jesus no and then came back down again and yeah, went, yeah. I just seal it there I, yeah. I, I do a joke about you know the the basically the Romans owned everything they sealed over had a look at us and went you know what boys you keep that and then they just fucked up yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's a bit wet it's a bit, yeah. it's a bit rainy over there yeah <laughs> Yeah. So I wonder, I wonder, is that was that a basis of, of kind of the, um, as you said, because like Scotland was made up of like Dalriada, the Picts, the Scots, uh, what else? Yeah, Northumbria. It was all different kingdoms at different times. It all, everything was. Yeah. Different. So you had four. You had like so the the, the Britons, okay, uh, when the the Romans left, and then the the Saxons came across. The Angles, the Saxons, the Jutes came across the North Sea, and they pushed the Britons to the west. And uh, so you had what is now Scotland. So south of the Fourth Clyde line, the the, the west were Britons, Welsh speaking effectively, right? Uh, so Strathclyde, all that area were Britons, and the the east were Saxon. So Edinburgh and the borders were Saxon, <clears throat> and the north and the east, Aberdeen, uh, you know where I live, was picked 
Scottish, and Argyll was uh, Irish or um, Scots. And they would, you know, they would fight the Scots would attack the Britons, the the Saxons would attack the the Picts, and and then the Vikings came across the the North Sea, so that they could be in basically medieval Scotland was like Game of Thrones without the smart arse midget. That's basically what it was like. Yeah. And all these people are fighting. And then, you know, they, so they come together over time. First of all, you know, the, the, but the thing that interests me most, most is how the Scots and the Picts kind of came together. Because that we, we don't have, you know, as much information about that. Kinda, I'd really like to go back and find out more about that. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yes, yeah, so you've got these four kingdoms that come together in what was now Scotland. And um, and, and, and I say, sometimes I look back at that and I think the whole idea of nationalism is stupid because, um, you know, 700 years ago, there are different people arguing about why they should be, their bit should be the same. And somebody, you know, some greater, we've now, eventually you accept some greater power. You know, we accept that we're, or a lot of us accept that we're, we're Scottish. Some people go, no, there's been an even greater power that's assumed it and we're, we're now British kind of thing. And there are different layers to it and different people decide at what level they want to integrate at. Do you know what I mean? Uh, the Scousers are a perfect example. Do you know what I mean? They probably wouldn't see themselves as English in the same way Absolutely. as somebody from Essex would. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I've been over yeah. there. What, what's their phrase? Scouse, not English. That's what they'll just say. Scouse, not English. You're like, yeah, yeah. What the fuck does that mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, so the, no, we've, we've actually, we've, there's a secret treaty they're going to join us when Scotland becomes independent. Do you know what I mean? Ah, and um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I know it can come. They can come. The Geordies, they can come. Do you know what I mean? Uh, they're good. We'll fun. even take Mancunians. Do you know what I mean? Um, right. But Special passport. You're here for the weekend. Right. All right. Uh, Say again. Yeah, they let the Mancunians in special passport. Weekend only. Stag doing, then you fuck yeah, off, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bring the Ekkies. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, I definitely want to ask you, because like, I've watched loads of your videos. Um, did you or, did you have like a favourite period in Scottish history? Because obviously you're, you're reading a lot of books. You're going to... There's a lot of research involved. <clears throat> how, you know, how do you, uh -huh. how do you remember your Alexander the First from your Robert the Bruce? No, not that Robert the Bruce, the other one. And... You know, that kind of thing is, is there a yeah. favorite time period for yeah. you, what you love reading about in your research? Um, well, I suppose that, that I'm intrigued by that period of when Scotland was forming, but there's, you know, the, the reading about it is kind of heavy. Do you know what I mean? Because there, there's not so much narrative. Do you know what I mean? There's king lists and, you know what I mean? This guy became that and then he reigned for four years and then this and you're like ah oh, geez and there's a very good uh, a last called Fiona Watson who's great uh writer because it's the it's much more engaging do you know what I mean what she writes but some some of the stuff's a bit academic and that's a, that's a pain in the backside but later on once there's more information you know it's it's, it's much more intriguing to to get because you get more stories you know what I mean uh, you get stories about, and it's. In, I find individual stories interesting, right? Like, what did um, um, uh, you know during the Jacobite period? There's a book called "Damned Rebel Bitches," 
about you know individual women like uh, Lady Nitsdale who who uh, broke her, her husband out of the the Tower of London and stuff like that. And I find like individual stories much more interesting. And this, I always say, let me tell you a story because I think stories are interesting, but like you know factual kind of stuff. No, I mean it's fact, it's fact, but there's got to be a narrative. Do you know what I mean? So. Um, that's why periods like the Jacobite period are interesting because there's lots of stories and narratives and, and some of it has been uh, romanticised, I know, because and there is that kind of, you know, everybody lo loves a kilt in the heather, don't they? Do you know what I mean? The uh, Outlander, do you know yeah. what I mean? Fifty Shades of Tartan. Um, and... Uh, yeah, you know, somebody said to me, oh, you need to read that Outlander book before I'd ever heard of it. And uh, you're interested in history, you'll like it, do you know what I mean? Uh, and you like, and you read it and you're like, but it's, a, it's soft porn for women. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's what it is. And uh, and don't get me wrong, the lassie's done a lot of research and stuff like that. But um, uh, I remember reading it and thinking, it doesn't feel Scottish. You know, it's an American woman writing in an English woman's voice about Scotland. Do you know what I mean? Um, and uh, and I remember being at Culloden once with a group, and <laughs> you go around the Culloden uh, thing, the, the museum, and this this just before you go out in the battlefield, there, there's what well, this tabletop is like. It's a big <clears throat> thing. Do you know what I mean? I don't know, six by four tabletop and the audiovisual shining down and you can see each little individual man running about the battlefield and you know it shows how you know the cannon started and then you know uh, these guys uh, set off and then they got uh, stopped at that period by uh, grape shot fire and then so many dropped there and and it's heartbreaking you know we a lot of these guys probably no concern interest in politics whatsoever you know what I mean they just they were farmers yeah. They were crofters, you know what I mean? They were take because the uh, because the the clan chief made a decision about which side to to follow. They ended up on one side or another, and these poor gits land up there, and it's it's heartbreaking to watch that to see these virtual people fall. And next to me, this American guy said, "Yeah, it makes me think I should go back and read Outlander again." And you're like, "No, no." Pick a window, you're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't say to him, are you fucking stupid? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't one of my group. Right? It yeah. was this random guy. And you're like, no. No. Um, I mean, fair play to you because you, you're obviously, I, I enjoy your videos because they're informative. There's a bit of fun in them. You know, you're, mm. you're, you're trying to make, you make the the subject it's an entertainment i mean everything is entertainment these days so it's 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 much it's much different watching your videos than you know just a little infographic and someone saying and then fifteen thousand of them were killed in this ditch yeah you know so it's more fun to watch yeah, your stuff but... are those electronic voices aren't they do you know what I mean? really creepy it's, yeah yeah it's like it's not even an actual person reading the thing it's like an, an electronic automated somebody's typed the script out Somebody's done the graphics and then, so I always like to, first of all, let's go to this place so that we can see, you know what I mean? And sometimes in COVID, you have to do it in, in, in your dining room, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I wear a hat, do you know what I mean? So it looks like I'm somewhere. 
And but I, I generally I tend to go. I want to go someplace, and yet if I can get in a joke or two, because some some stuff doesn't lend itself to jokes. You know what I mean? Culloden's um, a hard sell for jokes, to be fair. Exactly, and yeah. the 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 Glencoe massacre is coming up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so some stuff doesn't lend itself to jokes, and and or even just to try and say to get people to think of things in a different way. You know what I mean? Like the one that I'm going to film on Saturday is about why the McGregor clan was banned. Yeah, That's you Rob, know McGregor, Rob, Rob Roy McGregor. Yeah, Rob Roy McGregor, but he called himself Rob Campbell because you were allowed to be a McGregor, right? The McGregor clan was banned. It was out. Of, it was death to call yourself McGregor, right? Now I'm making a film <clears throat> about um, what when that happened at the Battle of Glen because the Battle of Glen through, and I'm doing that Saturday. But I'm trying to do it from right. Here's a McGregor point of view. Here's a Calhoun point of view, and here's a Campbell point of view. Do you know what I mean? And so you, I'm always trying to kind of get people to um, think. Oh, what about this way of looking at things, as opposed to a, a necessarily traditional kind of? Because we're to, we're told what we're supposed to believe, aren't we? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, by the establishment, the establishment tells us, no, you, this is what you got to believe, and um, it's just nice to say either to 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 have a joke or two, or if you can't have a joke or two, to try and say, let's think about this from a different angle, kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, so that's what I try and do. Well, I mean, as I was going to say, fair play to you because whenever you have to go off and read about this, or you know, you're you're watching other videos to be like, I need to take these bits of information, because whenever mm. I whenever I read about my own history here in Ireland, I I usually get about a paragraph in, and then every paragraph finishes with me just going, bastards. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, because it must oh, be so hard to be objective or subjective. Sorry. Oh yeah, and yeah, because the 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 way that I should be treated over centuries it's just horrific and um yeah i can't imagine because we've got a chip in our shoulders do you know what i mean right we feel we feel bitter right but god if you were irish do you know what i mean you would, yeah. the 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 depth of bitterness would be oh do you know what i mean uh, i can't i can't imagine yeah. I can't imagine. I think if I was Irish, I'd be going about stabbing random people that just, do you know what I mean? That, and I shouldn't say that actually. No, right. Okay, no. I don't edit this. Get you stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, there's an impeachment trial coming. So, no, but it's just horrific, isn't it? Right from medieval times and that. Um, so, um, and the thing is, that it's all about power, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. always about power. And somehow, somehow, powerful rich people manage to convince uh, poor people to go out and die so that the rich guy can still live in his castle or the rich guy can get a bigger castle, right? So go and die so I can get a bigger castle. Fuck off. Okay, do you know what? See the group you're fighting against, they've been proper cunts. All right, okay. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> And you know, that's, they, they have to kind of, they have to tell you, they have to sell you the story about how you know these other people yeah. are evil to get people to go out and uh, and and meaninglessly slaughter other people, and then do you know what I mean? They commemorate you. Know, you get 
will wear a poppy, right? So that you being meaninglessly mowed down in Belgian mud meant something, right? Yeah. Who was it doing it for? The boys at the top, right? Do you know what I mean? Um, three, three cousins that disagreed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was a family squabble, right? Go, yeah. go, and, go, go and jump out of that muddy trench and kill some other poor fucker, right? Because th- th- this family's upset each other. You know what I mean? It's madness. Yeah. And we get convinced we get convinced into doing that. And on your island, you've got it. Do you know what I mean? In fact, the whole the whole point, the whole reason that James the the sixth, first if you're English, wanted to send people there in the first place, right? Uh, and all right, but I, I tell you what, here I know you're taking a bit of a risk, right? I know when you get there, the neighbours aren't going to be too happy. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what. I tell you what, I'll put a right good few quid in your pocket yeah. and you get a bigger garden. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right? um, and yeah, we're, we're, we're puppets being controlled all the time by people in, in power. And that's the difficulty is to try and make a judgment for yourself about, am I doing this because I'm thinking rationally? Do I have this belief system because it's rational or because somebody uh, who, who, who will benefit from it has got me to, to think that way. I don't know. I mean, we, we always have the great thing over here. So obviously a very divisive thing because here, especially in Northern Ireland, we have the Orange Order who commemorate the the victory at the Battle of the Boyne by... I'm very well aware of these people. I know, but people listening aren't. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the historic enthusiast is going, mate, you're, I know this stuff. Fucking tell me stuff. Um, yeah. So this, yeah. but, so no, this, this is a big deal over here. This is, this is, you know, formative yeah. to people's entire belief systems. Yeah. And then you're just like, this was actually like a proxy, a proxy war. This was, this was like a wee side event, in a in a grander mm. scheme. So you're you've you've exactly. one thing. Uh, I mean, exactly. King James's name in Ireland is um, Seamus Nakaka, which means James the shit, because once he yeah, lost, he yeah. ran away and just left us. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I know, yeah, because he didn't, he didn't give a he didn't shit about, about Ireland, yeah. No, nor Scotland. They were just, they were just cannon fodder to be used. Um, and uh, but the thing, I didn't, you know, I'm just like the Orange Order. I thought it was just people and the, the Protestants were really keen on fruit. You yeah. Know what I mean? Um. So the I, I can't remember what I was going to say, but the. You were, you, you were probably talking about how to remain subjective while I was just like a name. But Don't you tell me what I was thinking. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, of course, you've got this here in the, in the west coast of Scotland, um, and I'm from the east coast. So, for example, in the, on the west coast, uh, like, you know, see when somebody asks you what school you went to, right? It's a much deeper question than... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's some people that think all schools start with the word saint. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they do not. Uh, that's, that, that's, that's like, is that Gaelic for school? Saint. And <laughs> St. Cuthbert, St. Mary, St. But in the East Coast here, right, I, I've got to meet the guy that uh, does my website, uh, Lawrence McNamara, and he went to this, in, in Perth, there's like one Catholic school and three interdenominational schools, I don't know what you want to call it. And he went to the school on the other side of town. And 
I can't remember us ever thinking anything, but why are you going all that way? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> there was no kind of, I didn't know why he went, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why he went to the other side of the town. Scoop there. Because yeah. he lived in the, next to the school playing field, right? <laughs> and, but I can't remember ever thinking to ask him. Do you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Whereas in the west coast of Scotland, they're all stabby in that. Do you know what I mean? Right? Yeah. <laughs> in the east coast, we're kind of, do you know what I mean? That's a long walk. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, and I remember when um, the when Celtic, when Rangers were about to win nine in a row. No, they won nine in a row. Ten in a row was the big, I can't remember. I think Celtic won nine in a row way back, right? Yeah. And Rangers had bought to nine in a row. If they won another one, they would have done 10 in a row, right? And uh, the Jimmy Anson was the Celtic manager at the time. And the last game of the season would decide it, right? If Celtic win, then Rangers don't win their 10th title, right? And Celtic's last game of the season was against St. Johnston, my team from Perth, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, the thing is, if St. Johnson won that game, we would have qualified for Europe for the first time in 26 years, right? But nobody in the media ever mentioned it because it was just this obsession with nine in a row, ten in a row, blah, 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 blah. And I was working in Glasgow at the time as a sales rep, going around various financial offices and trying to persuade them to use Scottish amicable products. And you couldn't get any business done because right? the guy was a St. Johnson guy, right? And as soon as you walked into one office, they're like, who's playing on, do you know, what's the, and then you went to the other office, right, they were on, right, and they, you're like, for fuck's sake, I've got some stuff to sell, do you want to buy something, do you know what yeah. I mean? And I, I'd never really realised until then quite how mental the people, and just like 40, 50 miles down the road, you know what I mean? Like people assume that Scotland is a homogeneous thing, and it's not, do you know what I mean? And I, I came out of that week, and I remember I was at the game, and there's a pub in a London Road, it might even be called a London Road Tavern, right? And we got down, and I'm a bit pissed, right? It's a big thing for us, right? But none of this, yeah. they, they didn't realise this, right? And I remember walking at this pub, and there were four of us with blue tops on, right? And this pub, this junk green everywhere, right? Okay. Right, but okay, because they know it's not that blue top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, you know what I mean, right? And uh, they're jumping up and down, and oh, it's metal. And I walk in, me and my teammates, and I go, can you hear the Celtic saying no? And the three boys are like, fuck off, and they run out the door. <laughs> and leave me standing there, right? And there's this guy, and he looked, you know, he had these big bulgy eyes, you know, like, and he wanted to stab me, right, coming up. And he, I don't know if he was on coke or something, but he had that look about him. And his pals are going, no, leave it, leave me, just leave, mate, just leave, you know what I mean, right? And um, we're over our way, we're supposed, supposedly, we hate Dundee, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But you'd still, after the game, meet your mate for Dundee coming the other way from the other stand and have a conversation about the game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not that. It's not that bad. <laughs> no, it's not that mental uh, kind of thing. And yeah. so it's kind of interesting, especially when you go back to that whole uh, idea of 
the Scots being coming from Ireland. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> and I would see myself as um, next to Scotland. You know, you would kind of Ireland would be the kind of a natural kind of bedfellows kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas there's this group of people in the west of Scotland that have got the very opposite idea. And in fact, I went to, when I was learning Gaelic, um, I went to live on Isla for three months on a Hebridean island, right? You know Isla? Whiskey. It's, it's yep. Eh? Whiskey town. Right. Yeah, yeah there's, there's 3,000 people and nine whiskey distilleries, right? In fact, I remember uh so basically um i'm by this stage i'm, I'm working as a stand-up comic but i've still got a ticket to be a supply teacher right and i'm trying to learn gaelic so i went to live in isla for three months uh teaching maths in the this half scottish half african stand-up comic uh living in isla uh teaching maths in a local secondary school in order to learn Gaelic. You're like, I must be the most exotic person in this island. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I ended up sharing a house with a Sikh from London. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what an arsehole he was. But that's another story. <clears throat> and um, the... Now, here's the thing. So I'd been learning Gaelic in Sky. And then you go to Isla, and they go, nah, right? Now, Isla, people would take a boat over to the, the northern part of Ireland for a weekend. You know, me six of them would get together and they would go over for the weekend, do a few of the pubs and blah, 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 yeah. blah. So, for example, um, and if you go to Sky or to um, Lewis or someplace like that, thank you is Tapla. Okay, and got tap alive is a polite verse, tap alive, right? But uh, over your way, they say Guramea, yeah? Guramea, I'll get Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I was a bit, um, was, I, I wasn't quite as precise as you, do you know what I mean? You're posh boy, do you know what I mean? <laughs> right? But in Isla, they would say Guramea, yeah. right? Guramea, I, I don't, Guramea, right, okay? Yeah. Um, so they, their Gaelic is much closer. So there's a kind of, there's a continuum of Gaelic speaking, you know, and it'll start in the south of Ireland where they'll have a particular dialect and accent and it'll go all the way up through that island and continue to the lower, the Argyle, you know, uh, Isla and uh, Tyree and places like that. And by the time you get up to uh, the people up in Lewis will look down on the guys in uh, Isla for their, Argyle for their dialect. And the people in Argyle go, oh, they speak Tinker's Gaelic and stuff like that. So <clears throat> you've got this continuum. They kind of spread out um, and uh, took over Scotland at the time, the, the picks that I keep kind of banging on about. Um, and, and and then overlaid on that, you've got these other people that go, no, um, the the the... The orange peel guys and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And everyone, and it's quite, um, life is full of these conflicts. And they just, looking back, they all seem unnecessary, you know what I mean? But it's all about somebody wants just that little bit more, you know what I mean? Um, no, I want a bigger house, so I'm <laughs> going to stab the guy, you know, next door, and then I'll get his house. And, um, 
it's kind of it's kind of just because I don't think it'll change, you know, because people we're still essentially cavemen, you know what I mean, and we we, we become the technology with which we kill each other is much more sophisticated, you know what I mean, um, but we're we're essentially still cavemen, and um, so that's a bit depressing, isn't it? Eh? I was gonna, I was gonna try and give you a funny story now. <laughs> sorry, as you, as you oh, said. Sorry. No, no, sorry. Uh, you, you were talking about um, about the Gallica, about how it changes around the country. We have that. I mean, that continues into Ireland. Uh-huh. Our dialects and accents change <clears throat> in English and Irish. So Northerners mm-hmm. obviously sound very different to the Southerners. There's Ulster Irish, and then you've got Connemara Irish, and then you've got Munster Irish. So if mm-hmm. I have a bit of Ulster Irish in front of me, I can go, yeah, I can, I can understand that. The same words are, are how the how the words are phrased will be different in Munster now. In modern times, it's a five-hour drive. It's not that far. But obviously, as the mm. language was forming thousands of years ago, a hundred years ago, complete you yeah. would have met somebody from that part of the country and went, What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because people didn't move. So yeah. you've got and 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 you've got little towns uh in uh on Lewis where they've got a different word for somebody that somebody in the next up the next Glen kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, because nobody moved as, as language was developing, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I wish I had more time to learn more stuff and explore and, um, yeah. But apparently we get 70 years and that's it. So I, I was going to say, going back to your self-help tip about what would you do for six months? I mean, how much, mm. how much Gaelic can you learn? But is that... In Scotland, is that geographical as well? I mean, is this everybody speaks English here? This is this is the Gaelic speakers. This is the you know the well, well, thoughts are on everyone up. Speak, everyone that speaks Gaelic is fluent in English. Yeah, yeah. Um, the and it, it's it's kind of it's in retreat. Do you know what I mean? There's one percent of the population speaks Gaelic now. It's very sad. Got, yeah, and it, but interestingly, Gaelic Gaelic was you know you speak to uh, guys that were brought up. And, and Lewis, and uh, who, you know, I'm learning Gaelic. Why, why are you doing that? It's a peasant's language. Yeah. Whoa. And yeah, because that's, that's how he was, you know, uh, in the 60s, that, <clears throat> the people that killed Gaelic, uh, it's not dead, but it's on its last legs, were the parents in the 60s who thought better to teach their kids English. Do you know what I mean? And because of the propaganda that they've kind of accepted, yeah. Because yeah? up until the sixties, people would do their business in Gaelic. You know, the, the Western Isles, and there were still people in Perthshire who spoke Gaelic. You know, up until I think the last native Perthshire Gaelic speaker died in about the seventies or something like that, right? So, um, <clears throat> the yeah, it's a peasant's language because that was the mentality that they were because they had it beaten into them worse than the you know, the Scots speakers, do you know what I mean? Um, but what's interesting is now you've got Gaelic uh, medium education in most towns. Yeah, most schools will have a Gaelic medium section. Glasgow, there's a Gaelic high school and primary schools, Edinburgh, there's Gaelic primary schools and stuff like that. But what's happened is that um, when people, there's, there's um, uh, surveys, that's not the right word, uh, the, the, there's work that's been done that shows that if you grow up bi- bilingual, that it gives you 
a, a much wider access to other areas of education and stuff like that, right? It's, it's good in terms of a general education. And so now Gaelic's like a middle-class language where, you know, you've got these middle-class people that send their kids to Gaelic medium school yeah. so that they grew up. Um, so it, it's kind of reversed, but there's only a small... And, of course, you get there's work in the media and, you know, uh, stuff like that if you if you speak Gaelic. Because um, you have um, <clears throat> even on my TV over here, I can get BBC Alba. So that's... Um... Alapa. Alapa. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. No, that's okay. Sometimes you get arguments with Scottish people that say BBC Alba and you know it's Alapa. Yeah. And no, it's Alba. No, trust me, it's Alapa. Yeah. No, no, no. And you, you get this out. Like, Who the fuck went to the bother of Italian Gaelic, right? And uh, so I've had these arguments with people. That, but that, um, that, that's me reading it. So that, but I mean, do you know what? I should not, I should know not to trust that myself because whenever you read the Irish language, the alphabet's missing letters of what the you know the Arabic alphabet. Yeah, so 18, there's eighteen letters because in Gaelic, when Gaelic was uh, the or, is it orthography they call it? I can't remember. But when when Scots Gaelic adopted the Irish alphabet, yeah. And so the spelling, the spelling rules are much more regular than in English. But when you're used to, uh, you know, uh, reading in English, then they seem strange. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, but like I, I've said <coughs> to Scottish people, and no one's ever gone. That's not how you said that. Yeah, it's only no, a, they actually they ever go what? Yeah. yeah. No, because they 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 they've never got the bother of trying to find out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, then can you can you explain then the difference of of it's so weird as well because I think because I'm in Ireland and I would say Scots Gaelic, but that's like whenever I travel the world and people say, "What do you call an Irish bar in Ireland?" I'm like, "A fucking bar." So Scots Gaelic yeah. in Scotland is just Gaelic, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's yeah, hard to get that. Yeah. But then, can you explain the difference between that and then what about Scots speakers? Like I, I know a guy who's uh, who's Doric, so I can yeah. I can understand him, but he's got loads of extra words. I went, yeah. I basically went on a stag do with, and it was. Uh, my mate, so her dad is an Aberdonian and he's a, a Doric speaker. And we had basically a stag do and the groom is an American guy. And mm-hmm. he uh, brought a lot of his American buddies over with him. And I was the kind of, I was the middle ground. I was like the translator. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, what, well, this is what he's saying. But yeah. like, the mid-Atlantic. But... Yeah, the, yeah, the mid-Atlantic, the, the NATO yeah. of, the, of the group. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when, now my wife is, uh, from uh, Fraserburgh, right? So it's up north of Aberdeen, Buchan, right? And they have an even stronger accent than Aberdonians. And I remember uh, going up the first time I went to visit her parents. Now, she was born in Australia, actually, and her parents had been out there, what came back when she was four. And so they, it was one thing, you meet them, and of course they've lived in Australia. And then you go over to visit the aunt and uncle. And I remember sitting for a whole night, not a fucking clue what <laughs> they were talking about, right? And, and you know, you're just, you're drinking your cup of tea and trying to nod, hoping you're nodding in the right places and stuff like that. And you're, I have no idea what they're on about. And then, you know, and then you leave and you get in the car, go away and, and the wife goes, oh, well, so how was that? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It might have been good, it might have been bad. And, um, so they've got that bucking accent that proper strong. So the, the point is, Scots is more than one thing, isn't it? Just like in, in Ireland, 
You know what I mean? So yeah. even the next town to me, Dundee, they speak completely different from us in Perth. You know what I mean? And they say that was because of the Duke Mills. That accent developed during the time of the Duke because all the women are in the Duke Mills and they have to make themselves understood in the noise of the Duke Mills. And that accent developed because of that. So if you are, a, I might go into a shop and say, I'll have a pie. But they'll say, I'll have a pear. Do you know what I mean? And so the, just in that short distance, there's, you know, so Scots is many things. Um, so the Doric Scots is different from, you know, the Scots that Burns would write in, for example. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it, it must be frustrating, though, as well, because I, I follow a few um, Scots speakers on Twitter, and they have a real... I, I can understand them as well, because um, obviously I speak English, but... English has been here long enough that we've bastardized it. it we've, yeah, you know how I, how I speak on a podcast so people around the world can understand me, or how I speak on stage around the world so people can understand me is not how I fucking speak. So yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of that, and especially here in Ireland, there's a lot of. I mean, we have Ulster Scots, and there's a lot of that in our our language, especially here in the north as well. I mean, we mm. would say stuff, you know. I'm a, my grandmother when she was telling me to shut up, she would have said how do I wished, which is yeah. that's yeah. you know that's that's been brought over. Everything migrates. Yeah, so that, that's obviously Scots has gone <clears throat> as as you say is in the north and is it just gets stronger and it, it sort of filters down as you as you go down. So yeah, that's always really but interesting. The the thing is that um, where television, like, because I every now and again you'll you'll say something, and your kids, your own children, will say, "What does that mean?" And you realize you've never used that word for. Well, my son's twenty seven. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And. Um, they they listen to Mid Atlantic Mush, you know what I mean. Their vocabulary is 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 internet vocabulary, is YouTube, it's, you know, and so uh, there's loads of words that are being lost. And uh, I remember, uh, oh god, here's another sad story. Do you know what I mean? Um, but <laughs> like all, all, all Scottish stories are sad stories. Do you know what I mean? You've got a bit of that. You've got a bit of that about yourselves, your miserable bastards. Every story and, ends with and and then the British shot him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember watching that, that. You know the wind that shoot the barley. Oh Jesus! Don't. <laughs> oh, I'm I, I, what a sad, sad, sad. I think I watched it on a plane. And do you know what I mean? You wanted plane to go doing. Do you know what I mean? You know, just take me. Now. <laughs> well, look, that that's something that definitely they don't teach in schools over here. Nobody teaches kids, um, north or south, that the Irish Civil War claimed more lives than the Irish War of Independence. Nobody fucking mentioned uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, yeah, yeah. every everybody divided out and picked a side. And I remember talking to a friend of mine who was educated in the Republic of Ireland, and I was like, like our history classes are fucking Weimar Germany, Hitler, World War II. I was yeah. like, do you guys learn about, yeah. he's like, no, they teach us about obviously the rebellion and the formation of the country, but nobody, they were like, there was a civil oh, war, but not. nobody mentions that brother killed brother. And we pretty yeah. much, we pretty much managed to, uh, you know, do worse things to each other than the British ever could. And I was like, yeah, kind of shit. Yeah, that's hard. No, no but the thing, that's the thing is like, you know, look at what I, but Hitler was, was a bastard. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah. but you know what we did? No, no, but what, what Mussolini, what, what a tosser he was, you know what yeah. I mean, right? And it's much easier to rather than deal with those difficult issues. Um, yeah, but I mean, I was, yeah, like Winston Churchill caused a famine in India, but he's on the five pound note. <laughs> yeah, 
Ah, yeah, that's right. And because there was a big hoo-ha about that recently, about somebody said about Winston Churchill being a racist. And uh, the guy, uh, oh, what's the guy? He's doing a morning TV show. Uh, used to here's, be the editor here's of, Morgan? Here's Morgan, that's the guy. And he got, he was a Green Party member. I'm a member of the Green Party, right? Okay. Uh, I'll be, it was an accident I joined the Green Party. If I'm being, one of my mates asked me if I wanted to go beaver watching it, and I got the wrong end of the stick, eh? <laughs> And uh, I had to pay when I got it. So, um, and, so and they got him on a grill, and I was like, oh, you said, uh, and he was like, yeah, but he was a racist, and he caused the famine in India, as you say, and blah, 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 blah. And he's, oh, no, you can't say that about our, you know, and people are, are so blind on every side yeah. to um, the, the atrocities, because people are people, right? People are arseholes. Whether, whether you believe in uh, Scottish independence or unionism, there's arseholes on both sides. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oh, like, if you're dicks on one side and arseholes on another side, then we could all just have a gay fest. You know what I mean? We could have a Mardi Gras, right? But because they're all arseholes, it's fuckholes. You know I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just a load of shit. No, that's okay. No, I, I, I just kind of want to clear that up. So, yeah. What I was going to say was that um, I was up in, uh, in Sky on this kind of gal kind of community thing once, and this last took us for a walk around these old kind of cleared villages and that. And she told us a story about how, so our, she was a skier and our dad was skier, uh, but he'd married this Glasgow woman and she came up to live in Sky. She didn't speak Gaelic, um, but for the Cayley house, uh, she thought better learn. So she learned a Gaelic song that she could, she might have learned two or three that she could sing in yeah. the Cayley house. It was her turn to do a bit. Um, I've got a theory about Glasgow, actually, about that, the Irish impact in Glasgow, but that's another story. Um, so, uh, and then when she died, the, you know, the, the siblings got together and they're planning the funeral and they said, why don't we sing this, that song that mum always used to sing in a Cayley house? Oh, that'd be a nice touching thing to do a funeral and blah, 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 blah. And um, the... Uh, they sat down to write, okay, what was the words to the song again? And nobody, none of the kids could remember the words to the song. And they were like, oh, right, okay. Now, so they went to Saul Morostic, it's the Gallic College in Sky. They'll have, because they've got this kind of archive of stuff, and they'll maybe have the words to the song. And they go to Saul Morostic, and Saul Morostic, no, they don't have anything. And, oh, damn it, right? Well, no, it was a, a song about a soldier. So if they go to the regiment, maybe the regiment will have, and they went to the regiment and no, they didn't have the song. And the thing is, when that lady died, the song died with her, you know? And that's the thing that I worry is that every time an older person, whether it's a Scots speaker or a Gaelic speaker, Every time somebody dies, we'll lose. And it's one thing sending the kids to Gaelic medium education, but there's so much of the richness of culture being lost every time an old person pops their claws. So I'm sorry, because you maybe got this guy. You started this thing by saying, yeah, I've got Bruce on because he's a stand-up comic as well. And I've just been depressed <laughs> all the way through. You know? <laughs> 
not only is he a born bastard, but he's got me wanting to slip my wrists as well. <laughs> You're Scottish. It's your job to be the breast and bastard. It's okay. Yeah. No, Bruce, man, I've, I've really enjoyed the chat today. And it's, um, it's been kind of nice to sort of pick your brain because I, I watch all your videos. So it's nice to be like, to see how you kind of arrive at that point about you know what you're what you're trying to say as as I said yeah. trying to be factual but subjective without going you know because yeah, that, that must that must be hard to identify yourself as a Scot and then go and you know you go to Culloden and go well this is where yeah uh, that's got to be fucking difficult you know what I mean yeah but the thing is and and this is the thing because you know growing up in the sixties right then like this little brown kid, you know, you weren't allowed to be Scott. And I, I wonder if sometimes people say, well, you're so, and, and, or, you know, like, and I don't know if it's because you kind of had to be more Scottish than the white kids. Do you know what I mean? And um, you know what I mean? You, you look, when I walk on stage, uh, you know what I mean? My dreadlocks and, you know what I mean? You, you walk on stage and the accent says freedom. But the hairstyle says legalize it. <laughs> and it's kind of, you know, now it's kind of acceptable, right? And But even you made a comment about, um, do you know what I mean, being the only person. But there are actually, do you know what I mean? Uh, when I was a kid, you knew all the brown kids in the town. Do you know what I mean, right? Because your mum went to their mum's house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When now it's kind of it's kind of different because we've become more of a multicultural world. But my like my mum was a pioneer. Because uh, other white women weren't doing that shit. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and indeed, they they had some. We did them. These people wanted to make a, their outside Perth. There was an air training school, right? So people. I was born in 64, right? Ghana got independence in um, uh, 56, right? And so they're, they're, they're wanting to build the new country. So they're sending people to the, the, the mother country, right? Uh, oh, fat fingers. And um, so a lot of people came from various different colonies to Perth, just outside Perth, to study at Schoon, aeronautics and stuff like that. So you had this cluster of little brown kids mixed race brown kids that were born in that period, right? Um, and so we all knew each other and the women got a terrible reputation. Do you know what I mean? Um, because it was that, I mean, they were still lynching people in the States for God's sake, they still had Jim Crow laws in the yeah. States. So people like my mum and others, right? So we all knew each other, you know what I mean? Whereas now it's that, you know, the world's moved on and uh, there are, I see brown people in Perth. Like, Who the fuck's he? Do you know what I mean? Like, you didn't go to my school. <laughs> it's nice. Do you know what I mean? It's nice. Uh, and and uh, so, but the the point is that you grow up as a, a, this little brown kid that can. And I remember, I remember being on a a train to go and watch my first ever Scotland game at Murrayfield. And going, uh, all these hairy ass men got on the train further down the line. And one of them looked at me and said to his pal, It's a bad day for Scottish sport when we need niggers to support us. Do you know what I mean? And I remember being heartbroken. You're like, Fuck, right, who am I supposed to support? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm Scottish. 
Does Ghana even so, have a rugby team? You know what I mean? You're, you're out of options. No, no, there you go. Exactly. Um, and so, the, the, thankfully, the world's, the world's moved on. And I get invited to perform at Burns Suppers and be the Scottish person. You know, and that's nice. You know what I mean? That now there's been that change in my lifetime. And it's a nice thing. And uh, it'd be nice if there was more of that kind of people just took each other for what they were, eh? But, well, I mean, the point I was going to make was um, absolutely fair play to your mother as well, because, you know, she's from a small town in Scotland. So the options are, you know, marry this beautiful uh, man from a different country or a cousin like everybody else has done. So, yeah, picked, right. You know what I mean? There's a I'm, yeah. I'm, from, a, I'm from a small village as well, but I, I, I'm a bit of a show off because my dad's from 10 miles away. Not to, you know, not to. Oh, geez. You know, uh, that's a fucking big enough. deal. <laughs> He's there to yeah. It's like, why does your dad get a different accent? He's from ten miles away. Jesus fuck. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but we live in a globalized world now, so um, yeah. And that's the thing is, it's it's it's, it's nice because you walk through. And I remember walking through a mall in Dubai once, and thinking you could be anywhere in the world. Do you know what I mean? I could. This could be. As long as people don't open their mouths. I could be in London, I could be in New York, I could be, do you know what I mean? Um, uh, and I think that's, you know, that's that's a nice thing. Um, yeah, when I'm in London, I don't open my mouth either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not like that anymore. Do you know what yeah, mean? that's not so bad. I always I always do that um, when I'm gigging over in England, I always start my set by going, hey guys, my name's Darren Matthews. As you can tell from the accent I've just got here from uh, my job on the Bilton site. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's all they fuck, yeah, yeah. all they fucking know, you know. Just like, uh, what are you over here for? Are you, are you blowing something up? Are you building something? I'm just like, oh, thanks yeah, so yeah. much. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. the, the, one of the good things about it being global, and this this will just put a lovely bow on the whole podcast, is that means that people can watch your videos all over the world, and they do, and they learn they a bit, bit about Scotland. So where do we find yeah. you if we're looking? Because I know, because I subscribed your channel. But all right, okay. Uh, if you go to uh, www.scotlandhistorytour.co.uk and there's a video page uh, on that or if you go to uh, www.youtube.com forward slash Scotland History Tours uh, you'll get me, that's my YouTube channel and uh, yeah, come and have a watch learn a bit about Scotland there'll be a few jokes uh, from time to time there'll be some wrist slashing moments from time to time there'll be some beautiful scenery and uh, castles and uh, stuff like that uh, yeah come along yeah so one of the great things is Scotland is exactly like Ireland I mean on the three days of the year when it's not pissing rain it's the most beautiful place in the world yeah yeah so yeah. Bruce tries to get Bruce films uh, 97 videos a month in June July and August and then he tries to get out <laughs> He tries to get out every three weeks to do a, a video yeah, in his no, backyard. No, no, but the, like, I did one that I felt it's called, if anyone, I don't know if anyone even listens to this, right? You uh, you come, oh, I've got a podcast, Bruce, come on my podcast, right? Uh, it's just you and your granny listening, do you know what I mean? Right? Hey, my grandmother's dead, like all good Irish <laughs> stories. So, right, okay. <laughs> well, it's just you and that bloke for 10 miles away, right? Okay. <laughs> and uh, the... The, 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 but if anyone is actually listening, right? I've got there's one I did called The Last Jacobite. It's a really interesting story. But I like that uh, one. I went, yeah, but 
and it was snowing. It was a, it was, it was a snowy day. But wasn't it beautiful? Because we got a, a guy with drones and stuff like that. So even when it's snowing, Scotland's beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyone listening really? to America, drones aren't just used for bombing poor people. You can actually film things <laughs> from them as well. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, although we did bomb some poor people on the way, do you know what I mean? Did you just, <laughs> just you had rented it? Why not get the use out of it? You know what I mean? Exact amount, exact oh, amount, guys. Uh, check out uh, if you're on Facebook as well, Bruce for me. Uh, Bruce has himself a wee comedy page there, so there's a few links up there. Uh, and if you're on YouTube, Scotland History Tours is where you'll find the main man and all his bits and bobs. And but if try and go to his website as well because you can support Bruce there, uh, buy him a coffee, he's got an Amazon wish list, he wants a new telly. I'm not buying it for him. So, <laughs> yeah, no bother. Uh, Bruce, I shall leave you in peace to return to uh, planning your next your next excursion. Where Where are you off to that, next? That's what I was doing. That's what I was doing. Yeah. Where are you off to next? Uh, so I've I've written the one for it's going to be up by Loch Lomond talking about the the McGregor's, uh, and I was in the process of writing one about uh, I'll take you up to Ardmurchan Peninsula and uh, the ruins of Artonish Castle to tell you about the Treaty of Westminster Artonish. Yeah. Cool. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is something to look forward to. So go back. There's a whole back catalogue of fantastic videos. That's what Bruce will have coming up. So hopefully by the time this podcast goes out, you'll, those videos will be sort of in production and you'll get to see those in a few weeks. we exclusive for the podcast. Bruce, thank you very much for coming on the chat to me. I will let you... Go in peace. Uh, do us a wee favour though, because you always end your um, you always end your videos so beautifully with a bit of Gaelic. Would you Would you give it to me? Oh, before you go. Okay. Hamid Dawkins can be lama alive. Cheerio, Andrasta. Slana, will you?